Welcome to the Big Fellas Podcast, where we chop it up about all things past, present, and future about the game of basketball. Where facts, stats, and context reign supreme. That is blasphemous. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. Always keep it real. Get ready to learn from players, coaches, and fans from all levels of the game and see the court in a brand new way. And now, fresh off the sidelines, here's your host, John Hartophilus. What it do, fellas, and welcome to the Big Fellas Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, JH, coming to you from New York City, the mecca of basketball. Today, I'm joined by Chris McSwain, the CEO of Top Flight Elite Basketball, the head coach of the girls' varsity basketball team at Valley Christian High School, and the host of the Beyond the Buckets podcast. We've got a go in store for you today, fellas. Episode number 20, Chris McSwain, Beyond the Buckets. Hey, Chris, what's going on? Hey, John. Thank you for having me on the show, man. I'm excited. I'm excited to have you on it. We're going to have a really great talk and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So just to start off for our listeners, can you kind of just walk us through how you got introduced to the game of basketball? Yeah, man. I was uh, just like a lot of people at a young age, you get used to, you know, playing in youth, youth sports. So uh, for me growing up, I played three sports, football, basketball, and baseball. And then uh, once, you know, once my college career was over, I kind of leaned towards the basketball aspect of things and coaching and things like that. So, you know, I was a, I was a young kid just playing three sports and basketball was kind of always my favorite, even though baseball, I was the best at. Um, I was really good at baseball. I probably should have continued to play that. And then uh, I actually played college football and then uh, basketball was always my first love. So, uh, yeah, I found my way back to it. No, it's great. And I mean, obviously a lot of us just kind of stray away and eventually find our way back to it. Did you go right into basketball after graduating college? Did you try some other stuff? Like what, what did you end up doing? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, all through my college years, I was running the basketball camps at, uh, the community center here, uh, called the Campbell community center. And so I did that for my four years during, and then like the fifth year, that fifth summer before I tried to get a real job. Um, so I did that for five summers straight where I was just coaching kids, you know, for eight, nine weeks out of the summer before we go back to school and start training and stuff like that. So that was, that was kind of where I got my, you know, niche for basketball. And then I would also play in the men's leagues and, and do stuff like that as well as referee and all that. So I was always around the game at an early age, you know, once I was done with high school and then into college and it just kind of transpired and, and, and went towards that direction once I was done. Awesome. So well, I obviously saw that, you know, right now you're at Valley Christian High School. You do a mm -hmm. lot of stuff there, whether it's director of basketball, uh, the varsity basketball coach, just a, a bunch of different things. Uh, but can you kind of tell us a little bit about what you do there? Yeah, for sure. So I'm the director of basketball at Valley Christian High School and uh, at Valley Christian Schools, really. We're K through 12. Um, and so what does that mean? Uh, along with coaching the girls varsity, uh, basically, I put together programs for, you know, kindergartners all the way through, you know, high school. And uh, we have a we have a, a unique program situation where, you know, we can we can basically start working with the kids at an earlier age. And, uh, you know, so I put together those programs. I've been coaching there and teaching there for the last eight years, uh, as well as my club basketball and then the gym that we own as well for basketball training. So, yeah, I do do a lot. But uh, Valley Christian is a, is a great community. Um, you know, we have really great athletics, you know, football, basketball, baseball, you name it, softball, we're really good, uh, nationally recognized, um, you know, throughout the country with the programs that we offer. 
No, that, that's great. And then obviously the way we got introduced is, is through your podcast, Beyond the Buckets. It's just something a lot of people, including obviously myself, have been doing during this quarantine. Can you kind of just tell us how you got started with that? Yeah, uh, I think it all started back uh, in, you know, when Kobe passed away. Um, it started It started to get me to think about what sort of legacy do you want to leave, you know, here on this earth if you didn't have any any days left. And, you know, Kobe was on this path to, you know, creating a whole new lane for girls and women's basketball because his daughter was so invested in it. And so he was so passionate about that. And you were just starting to see new layers to Kobe because we only saw this one layer for so many years where it was be the best basketball player you possibly can be and strive to be the best and outwork everybody and do all these things. Well, now he started doing things where it was giving back and sharing the game. And uh, there were so many people that I knew that could probably benefit for from you know, maybe some information that I might have, or more importantly, people that are in my circle that are so, so talented and influential. That's the reason why I started Beyond the Buckets. I feel like as coaches, we always want to keep our best stuff. So, you know, whether that be a play or whether that be our system or whatever the case may be, so many of us want to keep a hold of everything. But when Kobe passed away, it was like, well, what are we holding on to it for? Because at some point we're all going to be gone and we want to leave something with somebody to hopefully make the world a better place. And I think that was the path that Kobe was on. Unfortunately, you know, his untimely death. But if you think about it this way, if COVID happened eight weeks earlier, Kobe would still be alive because he wouldn't be traveling to a basketball tournament, which was his facility. Um, in Southern California. And a year before that, I was at that facility with my team and our kids were playing and, and taking pictures with, uh, you know, the, at the Mamba Center, the Mamba Sports Complex. And uh, that was kind of the thing that kind of changed my feeling on sharing. And I knew so many people in this industry and, and a, 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 a long answer to get to your to your question, but I just wanted to share more and put some things out there because I just think it's so beneficial and I listen to a bunch of podcasts and they're, they're, they're so influential in my life. And I wanted to do something to give back to the game. Plus I'm type a, and I, I need to do something. So when COVID hit, I couldn't just be sitting around with the kids and, and my wife, like, even though that was great, but I had to do something extra to, to kind of solidify my time. Well, that's awesome. And, and, and definitely rest in peace, Kobe. I mean, it's, it's, it's so disheartening to think of how much more he could have done. It felt as if he was going to do more in retirement than he did while he was playing, which is crazy to think about being that he had such a fantastic 20 year career, but just whether it's the, whether it's the, the Oscar, whether it's the books he was writing, whether it's all the, the short films he was doing or, or the, just him coaching and just, and just going to women's game now, it felt like he was going to do so much more after basketball, which is why it's obviously, of course, so, so uh, upsetting. Um, exactly. Yeah. But then on top of it, so um, just for our listeners to know, what, what could they expect to hear on Beyond the Buckets? Yeah. So Beyond the Buckets is a podcast uh, about basketball, but not about basketball at the same time, because there's so many areas in my life that I have off of the court, you know, whether that be a husband or a father or an entrepreneur, you know, I, I run two different businesses that are outside of, you know, coaching basketball. And so we bring on business people, you know, we've had uh, the president of Pebble Beach or different CEOs that come on, we'll have, you know, high level coaches from the collegiate 
student or uh, high school ranks or just regular people, you know, that have done something really significant that have a great story that can inspire others. And so, you know, we do, there are shows where we do talk mostly about basketball, but it's more of the stories that go around it because basketball is only a small part of each one of our lives it is not just the end-all be-all and there are so many coaches that do take basketball so seriously and the wins and the losses and all that but at the end of the day man it's really about the relationships that you cultivate because of the game you know everybody misses the pieces that they can't get from basketball whether that be being a player and not being around your teammates you know, after your career is over or being a coach and not being on those sidelines, coaching those individuals to help them become better basketball players. But ultimately, we're, we're trying to help people become better people. And the things that you learn because of basketball is the reason why it's so important to be beyond the buckets. You know, it, the buckets will come and go, but the relationships definitely won't. That's a beautiful way, especially the way you ended it, uh, just that there, there is stuff beyond the buckets. And obviously everyone gets kind of caught up in the winning, but at the end of the day, there's there's definitely a lot more past that. Uh, so you, you touched on it a little bit. Can you kind of tell us, because it's very unique, how your show is about stuff outside of basketball. Can you tell us a little bit about your businesses outside of the game? Yeah, so I, I run two different businesses. One would be a, a sports academy. So originally, and we've changed and pivoted. Uh, originally, we were uh, basketball, football, uh, baseball, um, you know, soccer, we try to do it all. But as I've learned, you need to, you know, you need to aim straight at what you're good at. And so what I was good at was, you know, coaching basketball, but most importantly about bringing people together. So, you know, we had club basketball and baseball, we got rid of the baseball, uh, maybe about a year ago, it just became too much. And we have we have 40 teams in our club basketball program. So that's a lot of people. And we have you know, not only in the Bay Area, but we also have it outside of the area in Sacramento, which is about two hours north of, of, of the Bay Area where I'm at. Um, so, you know, we started that back in 2010. I say we because it was me and all my buddies that were in the area that either grew up together or were coaching. And we were all young coaches at that time. And we just wanted to do something a little bit different. We wanted to make it cool. We wanted to, to make it pop where the kids really loved it. It's really about the kids. If the kids have these two things, one, did they have fun? Okay. And number two, did we teach them a little bit about life and maybe a little bit about basketball? So, but as long as the kids are having fun, then the parents are going to bring them. And so that's why we've had a lot of success because those are the rules that we live by. Can we make it fun for these kids? Is it, you know, is, are, and are they learning? Are they learning about life skills on the court and off the court? Uh, and that's our most important mission. And then we own a basketball training facility where it's uh, based on shooting. Everybody sees Steph Curry and, and all these guys that are really good at shooting. And so we wanted to fundamentally show them how to shoot. We have a bunch of different shooting machines in there and they can get high quality reps, game reps, not the stuff that you might see on Instagram or YouTube where it's 20 dribble combos into, you know, a spin move and a, and a finish and a Euro step. You know, those things, there's a time and a place for those things, but we wanted to teach the fundamentals, fundamental game uh, of basketball, which is being able to make a shot when you're open, being able to create some space to get open um, and just functional basketball movements. So those are the two business ventures that we have off the floor and then you know, I try to do speaking engagements or mentoring to, to people um, because 
sports is the only thing I was only ignited by sports. I wasn't a great student when I was in high school, but when I got to college, I knew I had to make some, some changes. And I was always on the Dean's list, you know, my, you know, my four years in college because of that. Now I see the difference in, you know, a mentor that they can make on somebody else when you are just an inspiration to them. So that's really a, you know, a long-winded answer to get to your point, but our, you know, we have two other businesses that we run and I run them with my best friends and, um, you know, we've been doing it for the last 10 years now. And this is the first time we had a camp, we had 19 kids show up and we were so ecstatic to have it. And now 10 years later, we've helped over 5,500 kids in our program. Um, and it's just been an amazing experience. It's fantastic. And it's interesting because a lot of people, when they hear you talk about how we're focusing on having fun, would say, oh, he's not worried about winning games. But in fact, I mean, if you ever heard a lot of the best NBA players, the greatest of all time talk, I think Isaiah Thomas once said the secret to basketball is that it has nothing to do with basketball, which when you think about it, it doesn't make sense. But when you really think about it, it's like, OK, well, chemistry, chemistry matters. Enjoying what you're doing matters. Um, having a lot of fun matters. And, that, and that, it's funny how that kind of relates to winning, even though um, conception, most people would think that it doesn't. You're so, uh, so that, that's great. You're so right, because. Bill Walsh has a book um, and the premise is the score will take care of itself. If you do all the things necessary in order to, to, to win. Right. But it's not really about winning because you're doing the correct steps. You can't really skip steps. If you skip steps on, you know, building a brick home. Well, if you don't put the plaster in between it, well, it's not going to, it's going to, it's going to break at some point. But if you build brick by brick, think about this. When Kobe was, you know, in his rookie year, early on in his career, they go to the playoffs and they're playing Utah and he has three air balls where it was extremely debilitating. Like you can look it up on YouTube right now. Well, that's that pain that he had to go through is what made him so great because he was able to identify, okay, I just went through this situation. Now, what am I going to do in the future to make sure that this doesn't, this doesn't happen again? And think of LeBron, he's, he's about to go to his 10th final, final appearance. Well, he's only won three. Okay. But he was successful. Those three and those, those other uh, finals appearances that he didn't win are the ones that have shaped him to get to where he is now. Those other nine that he has been to has shaped him to get to where he is now. So it's always a never ending process of stacking and building. And if you're not doing that, if you're not you know, building or growing, you're dying. And uh, I think that's so important for people to understand out there that no matter what your circumstances, it's all about, you know, the next progression and how do I, how do I get a little bit better this year, this month, this second, because if you don't, you're, you're looking at a long-term goal that's never going to happen and the score will take care of itself because you skip steps and that means you won't win. Um, but the Isaiah Thomas comment that you, that you made, I think he told Bill Simmons that, you know, that, that is so true. And at the end of the day, it's about the people, the people, the people. And if you put the people first, you see the teams that are super connected, the Miami Heat and the Lakers were the most connected in the bubble. And it's no, no coincidence why these two teams are right where they're at right now. Since you brought up the Lakers, what are your kind of thoughts on the uh, NBA Finals right now, the Lakers and the Heat? Yeah, uh, obviously the two best players are LeBron and AD, right? So, you know, these two guys are two of the top five 
best players in the league. So that is an interesting conundrum because a lot of the times when you've seen, you know, one, two punches like this, they haven't been the one and two of in the best players in the league. Like uh, I guess Oh four, when the Pistons played, LA when they had, you know, when they had Gary Payton and Carl Malone, but Shaq was on the downside of his prime and Kobe just was in a different state with everything that was going on with that. And he wasn't, he wasn't who Kobe was a few years ago. Like when, when uh, in, in uh, 09 and 010, when the Lakers won again, like he was in his prime, then he was still ascending. So the, the major difference is, and I saw this today on Twitter, AD and LeBron, really like each other they're friends they have the same agency and that bond is very very important to have and then on the other end you've got a bunch of straight up dogs with Miami and if you're coaching a team you would love to coach the talent but you would definitely love to coach the the way these guys are with Miami and I I think it's going to be a great series I think the two best players will trump the entire um you know trump the series because the two best players are the two best players unless there's an injury uh, between AD or LeBron I think those two guys are good enough to get it done now Miami's going to give them some problems especially with the zone that they've been running because the Lakers aren't the best shooting team but LeBron is like a computer. He's seen that zone in the 2011 finals when he was with Miami, um, and that gave them so many problems. I think he's going to be able to, to, to pick that apart. Uh, I think the Lakers win in six games, barring in, in, any injuries. But if AD or, or LeBron is injured or, or is not playing up to their capabilities, like if they're both getting their numbers, the Lakers win in six. Definitely. I, I just agree with everything you said. That was really well put together and really illustrates just how competitive this series is and just how um, much of an awesome series we're about to witness. So that, that's great. Um, just And just to wrap up, I know the audience can't really see it. For those that can't see, you're wearing your Splash Lab shirt right now. Can yeah. you kind of tell us a little bit about uh, that? Because I know you just started that. It's, it's really interesting. Yeah, Sp- Splash Lab is the the basketball training facility that we that I was talking to you about earlier. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, we 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 have groups of kids come in there. Um, you know, obviously with COVID, it's a little bit different. So we're at like fifty percent capacity. Everybody's got to wear masks and things like that. But yeah, the kids will come in for our workout. We have nine different spots on the floor that the kids will shoot at, um, and we've got uh, we've got a really cool challenge going on right now. So. Uh, it's, it's been a while since I've been shooting. Like I didn't, I didn't shoot all through COVID, but then I just, as soon as we got the splash lab, I went in there and I shot a hundred shots from the top of the key. Um, and, uh, I wanted to see how many I can make. So I made 76. So we've got a challenge out there for anybody that wants to beat my score of 76. We'll send you a, a splash lab tee. Um, and we've got the breast cancer awareness coming up for October. So we're donating a bunch of the proceeds for, to breast cancer awareness. My mother-in-law, um, you know, is, is now in remission from breast cancer and it was, she was in stage three, but, uh, thank the good doctors in our area that were able to get her through. So. Uh, that's another mission that that we're trying to uh, to accomplish, and um, yeah, Splash Lab is just a really cool cool idea. And uh, my friends and I, you know, we're blessed to have it, and blessed to coach all the kids that come through there. Fantastic that she's in good health, and of course, that, that's just such a great cause for the month of October. Um, yeah. as in regards to you, you getting seventy six out of hundred, I, I got to get in the gym if I'm gonna if I'm if I'm, if I'm gonna try to make a run at that. I yeah. definitely get some shots up. 
That's that's great. Now, so you mentioned how with COVID, it, it changed a lot of the stuff you guys do with Splash Lab. What's it looking like in California with uh, you guys coming back and Valley Christian and all that stuff? Yeah, you know, it's very interesting with the whole COVID. We shut down as soon as the NBA shut down. So I think it was like March 12th or 13th. Um, we shut Top Flight, which is the club basketball program that we run. We shut it down and we haven't done anything since really. So, you know, it's been seven months, almost eight months now. And that is, that is a huge part. We didn't have any camps. We didn't have anything going on. And that's a huge part of our revenue stream. But we knew that the uh, commercial real estate was going to be changing in our area. And so um, we just we threw some feelers out there about this. And that's why we did the Splash Lab, because you can't really play one on one or two on two or three on three or five on five. But in California, you can have limited groups that stay in the same cohort. So if we go on a Monday and Wednesday, we have to stay with that group right now. The, the rules will probably be changing. And so that's how we've been able to do Splash Lab. And a lot of our kids have been able to still get out, see other kids in a safe environment. Um, and then, you know, we have to do all the, there's, you know, so many different things that we have to do, like temperature checks and sanitize the basketballs and no shared equipment and all of that. But that made us pivot into this, this training thing, um, which has allowed us to basically diversify. So when a, whenever we're able to get back into the gym for Top Flight, our club program, now we've got this secondary thing too. But it just goes to show you, like, regardless of whatever the situation is, you've got to make the best, best of your opportunities. And, you know, we can sit there and mope like, oh, man, the whole season's canceled and things like that. Well, we immediately pivoted and changed our whole our, our whole outlook. Um, you know, people that never ordered on Amazon had to start ordering on Amazon or, you know, different carriers that can give give them the necessities that they need on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, so in California, it's a little bit different. We're actually going back to school a little bit in a hybrid model. We're a private school. So, you know, we have more things in place to be able to do that. So every student is coming back in, well, on a 50% basis in a couple of weeks. Uh, there's this app that everybody has to have is the contactless app. They answer the answer the five or six questions that need to be answered. They get their temperature scanned by the app and they can go in. All the kids are going to wear a mask. There's, you know, plexiglass in place for, from the students and the teachers, new ventilation systems that have that have gone on in the school. And if you're in a public school in our area, it's very difficult for those resources to be readily available. But for, you know, a lot of the private schools, they're able to do that. Um, and then the, the other kids are going to be at school well, while the other kids are at school, so 50% capacity, the other group will be at home. And then we got these big old Zoom boards where the kids can now see and the teachers can see um, the classroom. So it makes them feel like they're in the classroom. So it's, uh, it's, it's good for these kids to, to have that opportunity. I mean, it's been seven months, eight, almost eight months from them being not being in school and seeing their friends and, and doing those things. So Today was actually the first day we've seen like 25% uh, of the group. They're doing all the testing right now to see how it all works out. But um, I'm excited. We're going to do it in a safe manner. Um, obviously, everybody's 
health and well-being is of the utmost importance. And if you can do it in a safe way, I think the kids really need it. This time is is super difficult. Um, and I teach lifetime fitness to lifetime fitness and health to kids, freshmen boys, and just not being able to interact with them on a Zoom is 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 just really hard on them. And to their credit, they've been amazing. Um, and uh, I just want to try to hopefully be as positive as I can with them. Of course, and a lot of the, everything you're saying with how the school's trying to go about um, putting them in that safe environment, is a lot of the same things we're doing at Xavier. I got to go for the first time last week and I was shocked as to just how revamped the whole school looks with whether it's plexiglass and, and, and all that stuff. So it's all really cool. And hopefully um, we're able to get back to basketball soon. Safety is of the most importance, but you're right. The kids do need it. Um, it's very important for them. And hopefully we can get back to that sooner rather than later. Just before we wrap up, can you kind of tell listeners how they can follow you, um, both your podcast and everything else you've been up, you're going to be up to? For sure. Yeah. On Instagram and Twitter, it's Chris underscore underscore McSwain, M-C-S-W-A-I-N. And uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I'm happy to share anything that I have. If you've, uh, if you want to follow the Beyond the Buckets podcast, we have really great guests. I mean, we're going to have you on here pretty soon. So I'm excited about that. But yeah, uh, Instagram and Twitter, Chris underscore underscore McSwain. And uh, LinkedIn, just Chris McSwain. And if I can help anybody out with the basketball stuff, business stuff, I am, I am here and you can always reach out and I'll, I'll get back to you pretty soon. And, and I just want to say kudos to you, man, for, you know, doing this, you know, you told me that you're going to be an NBA GM one day and I firmly believe that that's going to be a reality. Um, you you being 20 years old, running the podcast and, and setting up these networks for yourself are going to be so impactful for your life. And in turn, I know you're going to help so many people, you know, try to achieve their own dreams and all that, man. Like you are a class act and and I'm, I'm just uh, really honored to to have you have you interview me and be on your show. And I, I can't wait to have you on, on mine. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And obviously I can't wait to come on your show and uh, this whole thing's been, uh, it's happened so fast and it's, it's been so much fun. Uh, just whether it's networking with you, we, we, we met, we met each other, what, two, three days ago, maybe, maybe four tops. It's, it, it's, it's really great. And just everything that's been able to come out of uh, both this, this podcast and just this, this basketball journey is really just words don't do it justice. So yeah, Chris, thanks so much for coming on and uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll talk again soon. It was my pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Big Fellas Podcast. Check us out on all major social media platforms at Big Fellas Pod to join the chop up. You can also listen to us on every podcast platform on the planet. Stay tuned for the next episode, Big Fellas.